Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hi honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl with thoughts on almost any and everything. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. What's up, y'all? It's Sunny D, and to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry multiplies and the dogs are chewing on your favorite shoes. Yo, 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 this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, love, ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about and deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Y'all, we made it to the new year. We're in January. Yay. So the first quote of our first episode in 2023 is, love yourself enough to set boundaries. Your time and energy are precious and you get to decide how you use them. You teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will and won't accept. That's by Ann Taylor. I think this is appropriate for the start of the year. Like we've said in previous episodes, you can have new starts every day, every month, every week, every minute. But we know that it's typical that people around this time of year think ahead about how they want this year to go, the type of person they want to be. But I think this is very fitting for this time of year because that's what people like to do. So now you get to decide what behaviors you will exhibit, what behaviors you'll tolerate. So I think this is very fitting. And I think a lot of people will be affected by this quote. I concur with all of that, as well as the quote. I would just like to add that when you do teach people how you now want to be treated and what you will and won't tolerate, do not be surprised if everybody isn't on board with that and everybody, you know, don't agree with that. Some people like the fact that you have no boundaries. Some people like the fact that they can do whatever they want to to you. And when you decide to change that, there will be some discord and some strife within that. So don't use that as a deterrent to maintaining and establishing boundaries, but just know that if they love you and care about you, when they get over that initial discomfort, you will have a more enriching relationship. And if they don't, then they didn't mean you good anyway. So we just got to give Nay a hand clap because she just came in and started preaching in this new year. That was good. That was freaking amazing. Like, and I, I'm not going to add anything because I'm going to say ditto. With that, <laughs> y'all, y'all, we're going to move into our question of this episode. So the question of the episode is 24 hours to live. What are you doing? It's either between just for the hell of it. If we know 24 hours is it. And at the end of that 24 hours, I said, I'm not going to be here. It's over. I'll try probably try my hand at like robbing a bank or something ridiculous <laughs> because why not or most likely I will just go and park myself on a beach and just be there the rest of the day eat fruit with the little hot team from the little Mexican uh food cart that be parked on the beach or go have a cocktail and just enjoy being in like my favorite place which is by the water and I would do that with my honey, I would do that with some good food, with some friends. 
friends and just enjoy the day. So I have a question. With these 24 hours, do I only have my money or am I getting extra money with these 24 hours? I mean, it's 24 hours and then you die. So you can do like Sunny D and rob people, a bank, whatever. whatever. I mean, technically you start out with what you had the minute okay. prior. <laughs> Okay. That was my question. Okay. Well, my 24 hours, definitely I am going to, which sounds really selfish, but whatever. All of my money, we are going on trips somewhere we can go like there and back real quick or somewhere we'll be by, of course, ocean of water because that's, that's just me. What else would I do? I would eat everything, everything. Like, I mean, everything. I'm trying it at least once. And definitely this is, Probably the more sentimental thing I would do. Um, I would at least take two hours to write letters to all my family and friends and everything and like go to the post office and tell them to mail it like out, like post dated to mail out like two weeks later. So then it's like, hey, you got to get for me. Thank you for living the last 24 hours of my life with me. And then here you go. So I'm going to preface this by saying my practice of Christianity is, you know, there's no big sin. There's no little sin. And if you think it in your heart, then it's a sin. With that being said, I'm doing anything that I have ever wanted to do. Any kind of sinning, any kind of debauchery, I'm doing it all. I am going to take a little second to steal Nakai's thing and do the whole sentimental letter thing because I think that was really cute and that was really sweet. But outside of that, doing whatever I want to. And then at minute 23 hour 50, 55 minute, I'm going to repent because the Lord says that when you repent, that he will throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. So after I spent 23 hours of sinning, I'm going to repent them last five or 10 minutes because I'm not sure. Like I know I have accepted the Lord Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. That ain't going to keep me from heaven. It might lower my tear of heaviness, but the but glory is still glory no matter what tear you're in. So yeah, that's what I'm doing with my 24. You just reminded me of like um, the old people used to say, you know, even an atheist on their deathbed call out for Jesus. So <laughs> dang, that's good. And I'm like, wait, is she going to kill somebody? Are we going to murder? We got 24 hours. We can get away with anything. You can't, can't convict us. So guys, now we're going to move into our segment of our either or. And today's either or is because of the new year, we're still in those New Year's feelings and vibes and all kinds of goodness. Would you guys do New Year's Eve in New York City or would you do New Year's Eve overseas? That's hard because New York City, I've never been. So I don't know what that's like. And overseas, I mean, as long as you get out of the continent that you're on, anything is overseas. So that's too fast for me. I think my biggest thing would be to not answer the question and say it's just dependent on who I'm with. Because I feel like that is going to be more enriching and more beneficial than where I am. Mine is overseas all day long. I like New York. I'm cool with New York. But you give me an option. Ha! <laughs> I'm going to New York anytime. I'm going overseas. Where are we going? But also, I think I've already spent New Year's overseas. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I figured that would be your answer, Nakai. I would want to do both. I have always wanted to do New Year's Eve in New York at least one time, just for the experience, just to check it off the list. But I think the being able to experience New Year's 
in a different culture, in a different country would be such an incredible experience. So my top two locations would either be to do it in Dubai or in Singapore because they got drones and I need to see that with my own two eyeballs. Okay, y'all. So as you can hear, the fun does not stop here at WNB Pod just because we hit a new year. This week, we're digging into our childhood and transitioning to what the kids are doing today with little schoolyard games like the throwbacks of MASH, which is Mansion, Apartment, House Shack, and the little fortune teller thingy, paper thingies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. As well as today's F, because y'all know I don't curse them like some people on this podcast, Mary Kill or Mary Bro, Bro Block F. Now, childhood was a while ago for me, ladies, and I feel like I might be the youngest person on this pod. But do y'all remember how to play MASH? I love this game. My friends and I played this on probably a weekly basis back in the day. I mean, even up until high school when your hormones was really out of control and you had actual like real life crushes. So like beforehand, it would be maybe like an athlete or some sort of celebrity or something like that. And then as we got older, it would be, you know, an upperclassman <laughs> or something like that. So we would play it all the time. We actually had like a notebook. This is, pr- mind you, okay. Y'all know how we are, whatever. You've been here for a year. You know how we are. Back in the day when we didn't have text messaging, we actually would write notes to each other in like in a notebook that we would pass to each other in between classes. And I'm talking like full on like letters, but we would had a notebook that was for like our mash like games. And so we did one like each week and we could go back and see the progress of what our lives were like, especially if we didn't like it last week and I was living in a shack with like Steve Urkel or something ridiculous. You're going to have to do a redo. So yeah, we used to play that all the time. We had a ball with it. So you saying all that made me think, you don't remember how to play either. <laughs> like you gave me a lot of context on the situation around it, but you don't know how to play either. So the other than the word mash in the little square, do you remember how to play mash? Yes. Um, Cause I was thinking that too. I was like, are we describing how to play mash? <laughs> <laughs> but like, so how you actually play it, which sometimes are good and bad, but you have these lists um, or these categories. So you have one category of like um, mansion, apartment, house, shack. But I thought it meant Mary. I thought the M-A-S-H means something different. But like one was like who you want to marry. So you write down all the people you think you want to marry. And then A was, I don't remember, but one was like a house. Like, do you want to live in an apartment, a shack, da, da, da. Either way it goes. So you have these four categories and then you write down all the ideals. So you got to write like two, you know, like I'm thinking of the Mary part. You got to write two crushes and then one, your friend will write in somebody that's horrible, right? So then you pick a number. The number could be like five. So then each category, you have to go down one, two, three, four, five. And then you circle that one. One, two, three, four, five. Circle that one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, whatever the number was and whatever the number that is that's what you circle and so that's how we played mash i'm not sure that's how y'all played it but it sounds like we all played a different version of this this sounds like uno don't nobody not play real uno right because for some reason since you started talking you jogged the memory a little bit so i remember like the mash at the top and then crushes on one side because like i said it was rectangle and then you had pets and then you had cars and then you had crushes we might have been doing too much evidently memories are not reliable yeah so we definitely all played this game in different ways which is very much on track for how black people play when out 
So the way that we did it, we had our mansion, apartment, shack, house, right? That's what MASH stood for. And then on one side, we just made a list of names and everybody would put in like two or three names and it could be anybody. It could be any celebrity. It could be somebody super fine. It could be someone that is not or someone that we know we loathe back in the day or something like that. It's just a mix of names on one side. And then how we did the number part is we actually did a spiral. So we like took our pen and we did a spiral and we made a spiral until somebody said stop and however big that spiral was. And then we went and we counted the lines and that's the number we came up with. So like if we did a spiral and it ended up being like eight lines, then we had to do, we had to count eight. So we would go through the list of names and we'd get to eight and we'd circle that person. And then we would go through the other categories and we circle that. So that's how we knew that we ended up in a uh, apartment or in a mansion or in a shack and a house and who we ended up in that residence with. That's how we used to play it. No, that sounds similar. Um, I forgot the spiral, but yeah. And then I think the categories were like your spouse, your car, job, number of kids money you want to make and then the mash you're right stands for which uh type of living you're going to be living in with all of these people or like you can be a doctor and you living in a shack you know with 20 kids you know so it it happened and i was like it so thinking of this conversation made me uh think about i don't know if it was an snl skit or something but it was funny or if it was an snl skit or if it was um something else that i'm thinking about once i find it i'll we'll put it in the blog but it was funny because her life turned out horribly and she bumped her head and like this whole entire person was like oh well if you go find this person when the day do you remember playing mash that came to life and so if you find this person they you just have to play mash again and you will have your better life and what it came out to be is the girl switched the whole entire thing like she switched to mash and so <laughs> she was like i believed in it so much that it would be true so i gave you that mash and i took this mash and she had her whole life like the Lamborghini, the good dude, the rapper, and Marion was on there. And she was like, no, I don't want this life. So that's the thought I thought about. Cause I was like, um, damn, is MASH real? Do I even have any of my matches? That actually, for some reason, I just made this correlation when you were talking about who you marry and living in a shack. This was kind of the game that we played before, at least for me, before I got onto the game of life, which is kind of similar-ish because you roll the dice and that depends on what type of house that you had or how many kids you had and sometimes you have like a car full of kids and whether or not you get married and then if you retired in the mansion gated community or like the retirement home it kind of gave me that same idea we used to play the game of life all the time did y'all play that too or no nope I really wasn't a game of life person honestly I didn't even play my first round of the game of life until adulthood working with kids to this day we still have the spongebob version of the game of life like at my mom's house in like a game closet or something and we my brother and I still play that game because it's ridiculous yeah I didn't play that game until actually I want to say my like six years ago seven years five years ago yeah like I didn't play that when I was growing up and one of my um old colleagues who is now a friend did a whole entire uh Christmas thing and so we went over there to, with to his house and him and his husband were like hey 
let's play the game of life. And I was like, I don't even know how to play this. But um, they taught me and I was like, oh my gosh, if I would have played this when I was younger, I'd have been like, this is crazy. Like you have two kids and you just, they just, you just pick up kids. I'm like, where are these kids coming from? Like you just keep picking them up. The job ain't getting better. What is going on? But I do think that is a good game to play when you're younger and then play it again when you get older. Yeah, I, I agree with that because playing it now as an adult definitely feels different than it did when we were kids and we just thought it was funny to end up with like six like a car full of six kids and making like thirty thousand dollars a year or something ridiculous like that and then every time you make a spin you gotta pay taxes like we just thought that was ridiculous but now as an adult it's like it really be like that though every time you turn around something is due girl or something breaks i actually think they have it in the game too like repairs needed or a tornado comes through or something like that like they got real life situations okay so speaking of like other ridiculous games that we played as a kid pre-text pre-social media pre-technology so back in the day we had we used to like fold our little notes and stuff like that in weird little origami shapes we folded in football we folded in like a little heart we folded in like a little letter but we also did these like I don't know what the technical term is we're just gonna call it an origami finger game that sounds weird but y'all know what I'm talking about okay if you know then you know but it was this game that we did where you had a piece of paper and you folded it to where it looked like a fortune cookie kind of sort of situation and you would put your pointer finger from each hand and your thumb together when you move them like up and down it made like different shapes or whatever it almost looked like a little mouth or something but depending on which way you had it you could flip the little piece of paper over and that would give you like whatever your fortune is so for example on the outside there would be numbers and so you'd be like okay I'm gonna you count to like eight I mean I don't know why eight is the number this episode but we're gonna count to eight so you do like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then whatever you land on, you'd flip that little number up. And then that would be like your fortune on the inside that we like, mind you, we hand wrote all of these little things. So we made them and we used to do that all the time. And we did that kind of in conjunction with MASH, very similar to like, who do you like? Or what car would you drive? Or are you going to pass this class? Are you going to graduate at time? Who's going to get pregnant first? It was a bunch of ridiculousness. It was ridiculousness. Don't look at me like that. We were weird. We're kids. <laughs> And we did this a lot of the time in, I think we mainly did it in like middle school and the transition to high school, I think. So we were in that tween to early teen age, right? But we used to make those all the time. And I know Nakai hadn't done any of that before, but Nay, you've heard of this before. So how did you guys play it when you did? Funny you mentioned this game because y'all know I work with kids. So my kids recently asked me to make them some of these. I don't know why they thought I would know how to make them, but here we go. Didn't remember, so we had to Google. So yes, it after you fold up the little thing and it creates like the little star mouth, it has numbers. So it does have one through eight. And then after you do the eight, you do colors. So it had red, blue, green, and yellow for the color. And then you have like whatever the category is. So like 
Sunny D said, maybe crushes, maybe pets, maybe. We ain't do know who's going to get pregnant first. Lord, y'all repressed, good virgin girls, all had sex on the brain and wasn't getting none. Tisk, tisk, tisk. But yeah, we didn't we didn't play that way. But yeah, ours were a little bit more <laughs> wholesome. I forgot about the colored part of it. I think we started off on the wholesome when we first started, like, playing the game and then we've been playing it for years like at some point you know they had to evolve we evolved but yes it was very much we're not supposed to be talking about certain things and not supposed to be doing certain things at these ages but we're in the midst of puberty and obviously we're curious so yeah those things were on our mind and we would just put a bunch of ridiculousness thank god I don't think our parents ever found them but and if they did they sure as heck didn't tell me but thank goodness they didn't because i wouldn't have been in the right mind to have those conversations. So yeah, this is the lesson to parents. Like your kids' hormones be jumping and it's going to come out one way or another, either through their games or through their activities. Okay, so I did not play that game growing up, but one of the games I did play was um, back in the day called Fuck, Mary Kill. But we're going to change that game to Mary, Bro, Block, and then Fuck. Um, or in A's word, F. So <laughs> um, this is good because we can actually play this game here. We're, y'all, New Year, you know, we're going to start off a little different. So we are going to start this out and I'm going to see which one of y'all want to go first. So... I will pick the men and it will be towards one of y'all. Who wants to go first? I volunteer as tribute. Yes. Okay. So again, it's Mary, bro, block, or F audience. The word is for. Um, <laughs> so you will get your categories would be or your options. Drake, Blair Underwood, John Legend, or Shaq. Okay, I think I got it. So I'm going to block Drake because he just be seeming like a simp in a lane. Don't fight me. I am going to... Ugh. I'm going to bro Shaq because I ain't going to do none of the other stuff with him. Mm-mm. I am going to F Blair Underwood because something, something about him says that he's going to be a good time. Gonna be a good time. And then I'm gonna marry John Legend because he just seems so wholesome, but he also seems like he got a little kinky side to a woman right up my alley. So yeah, those are mine. All right, who wants to go? Sunny D, I'm picking you. I'll go. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to the volunteer. You have, I'm gonna be nice and be give you some good ones. Jason Momoa, uh, Jay Ellis, Method Man, and Pooch Hall. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, her face said that I did not give her good ones. <laughs> no, you did. And this is, oh, man. But you said Pooch Hall. I was like, oh, Pooch. She stole my Method Man. Oh, uh, man. Okay. I'm going to bro Jay Ellis. I feel like he'd be cool. Um, I, mm, I'm a Mary Jason Momoa and... Method Man is finna get all of this flexibility or lack thereof. Okay. That's just, that's just, have y'all seen him? Okay. Like I'm fucking that all the way. And then I'm gonna have to block Pooch because he did my girl Melanie wrong. Listen, I am not mad at that list. I approve that list with that list. My husband and my F buddy, we we can have my 24 hour (laughs) to live situation. Yeah, Method Man gonna take a lot of uh, stretch, you know, hydration, all all the things, but I am up for that challenge. And he pushing 50, looking the way he looking. Oh my God, he is so fine. He was on a 
he was on this show I just saw on uh, TikTok or Instagram where he walked out and the audience could not just stop clapping. And I'm like, dude, you age gracefully and you age so fucking fine. Like, dude. So when you gave her method, man, I was like, oh, y'all fucking suck, but it's okay. Okay, is it my turn? My turn, my turn. So, Nakai, you is next, boo. Okay. I'm going to give you Winston Duke. I'm going to give you Tank. I'm going to give you Lenny Kravitz and just for a little razzle dazzle Usher. So right off the back, I am marrying Tank because that means I have access to him and we can fuck any and all type of ways. So he's automatically the Mary, no matter what. He is the Mary. Yo, Tank, if you are, if you ever listen to this episode and your wife listen to it, tell her just give you a hall pass with me. Let me just be married to you for X amount of time. She wants to allow that. Anywho, um, so definitely marrying Tank. I don't know who Winston Duke is, so I'm going to... I tell you, he is the um, the warrior ruler from Wakanda. That, that big black man with the, the barking sound. Oh, the cold ones. The ones in the mountain. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like him. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Ooh, I was about to block him. Oh, okay. See, this is why I need to know names. Okay. So definitely Marion Tank, fucking Winston. I'm going to block Usher only because I like you, but not enough to just have you around. And Lenny Kravis, I mean, just the in- intellectual conversations that will come from that. We got to be bros. So yeah, that's, that's going to be mine. And Lord... You hear this prayer. Let me marry Tank. Amen. We just so disrespectful to these men's wives. <laughs> she asked for permission. Did I was respectful of asking for permission. Now, if she gave me permission, what me and Tank do is what me and Tank do. She don't need to ask no questions. She don't need to ask none of that. Listen, you gave us permission. She said for however okay. much she will allow. That that's respectful. That's respectful. I'm not mad. I just need more than an more than a day. But yeah. Um, okay. So Sunny D. It hits back to you, or are we going to go in order since we already created this order? Oh, no, I go. Okay. Okay. She got happy. <laughs> Y'all, this is fun. So I'm going to be a little devious. I'm going to give you DJ Khaled, Stevie Wonder, Channing, mm, Channing Tatum. <sighs> he could get it. As Nay is over here rocking back and forth when I say Channing Tatum and ASAP Rocky. Mm, I can tell you now, I'm blocking the fuck out of DJ Khaled. Okay. We the best. He is not block. <laughs> block, 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 block. Um, I, you know what? I'm a Mary Stevie Wonder. He can sing to me all day. Uh, I have Channing Tatum for my physical cardio. Amen. Praise God. And me and ASAP Rocket, we can be bros. So if we're bros, that means Rihanna's my sis. And if Rihanna's my sis, that means I'm auntie. So there you go. That's that. Okay. I go, I go, I go. Uh, Let's see what I got for you. I'm going to give you Morris Chestnut. I am going to give you Morgan Freeman. You know what? We just gonna go um with the grown and sexy i'm gonna give you denzel and idris elba so right off the bat um i'm blocking morgan because he over here dating his granddaughter but we don't want to have that conversation right now i am huh, hmm. i'm growing denzel and then i mean i'm just gonna have a threesome with morris and idris because i i can't 
pick which one I want to do what with. That's a lot of chocolate. So we just gonna have a throuple and whichever one wants to be the one on the marriage certificate, that's fine. But we just gonna have our own little throuple community. I'm not mad at that because technically, at least for now, you can only be legally married to one. However, comma, what you do in your home is what you do in your home. So I get it. I'm not mad. This one is to Sunny D. You get Charlemagne, Mario, the singer, Johnny Depp, or Chris Brown. Scandal. Okay. Hmm. I don't want to marry Johnny Depp. I think maybe I will bro Johnny Depp. I'm gonna fuck Mario a lot. So there's that. Um, mm, damn, that's difficult. That's a hard one. I am who is left to marry? <sighs> Both of these are trash. Dag. Okay. Wait, who did I say? Um, bro Johnny. I'm effing him. Okay, how about this? I don't want to marry either one of them. You know what? It's fine. I'm gonna block Charlemagne and I will marry Chris, but we have an open marriage. So <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Okay. I'm gonna go next with Nakai. We are doing the men of a certain age edition. So we have Tay Diggs, America's only president that matters, Barack Hussein Obama, all of the Silver Fox LLC, for those of y'all who know, you know. And who's my last one? Who's my last one? Who's my last one? Last one, we have, who's a man of a certain age? Okay, Silver Fox himself, um, George Clooney. So I would bro Barack because I just feel like the conversations we'll have and then I'll have access to Michelle. So we got to be friends. We we just got to be friends. Um, and then he can give me the, he can confirm if a lot of my conspiracy theories are true or not. Um, <laughs> I'm going to block Tay Diggs. I don't really think he's that sexy to me. So it's like, eh, eh. and isn't he married to a white woman, if I'm not mistaken? No, he used to be right now. He's currently dating April. I forgot she her name. She she's biracial. She is little, she's, she's little Fizz's baby mama. Who? And Omarion. Yeah. So she might be okay. Omarion. Maybe we'll we'll continue to block him. He got too much going on. We'll block him now. Marry and fuck. Mm, mm. Oh, but you gave me George Clooney. Ugh. Okay, I'm definitely marrying the Silver LLC. I have access to all of them. Oh, we're gonna have a great time. And I guess by default, I would fuck George Clooney. He better be a good one too. But we'll see. Cause he, yeah, you never know. Okay, Nay, are you ready? Y'all, should I do her? Should I do her dirty? I'll I'll do you good this time. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, she gave me the hardest side eye. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, Terrence Howard, Maxwell with the hair cut off, and Adrian Williams, the Peloton instructor. So this was your <laughs> idea of a good list? <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just asking. Yeah, you have, you you wouldn't say it's a good list? Or is it a hard list? I mean, it's okay. Really? Okay. Mm. So I am blocking Terrence Howard because for some reason in my head, I remember him being problematic for something. I am marrying Michael B because he just needs love. He does. I mean, I ain't gonna say Lori did him wrong, but he ready to settle down, have him nice picket fence with some kids and a wife. Like I, I can give him that. You know, if I wasn't married already, I, I guess I'm on bro, Adrian, and me and Maxwell are gonna do some things. 
Maxwell is fine. Like, did you say no? No, he is. He can sing to me. I said he is so fine. Y'all, don't judge me when I say this. But when he cut off his hair, I thought he was a totally different person. I did not know that was the same human being. And so when he started singing a woman's work at something, I was like, why does dude sound like Maxwell? (laughs) My cousin was like, bitch, that is Maxwell. So that man, it's so interesting how like just a new hairdo or you know a haircut or something can make somebody so much more attractive so yeah I mean I thought he was attractive with the hair though maybe I'm in the minority no I felt the same way it was similar to and I don't find very many um non-melanated people attractive but I never understood the fascination with Brad Pitt until he cut his hair and then I was like oh okay I can see that so yeah haircuts can they can do something Chris Hemsworth did the same thing in Thor when they cut his hair and I was like okay I can see that too no Chris is a fine white man also John B yo where is he at are you still down is mad problematic that's true that that's my jam yeah that wasn't consensual okay let's go next because I got four for someone who wants to go huh huh okay next all right, I am going to give you, where did it go? Kendrick Lamar. I'm going to give you Common. I'm going to give you, you know what? He's not in here, but I just thought about him. Uh, Lorenz Tate. And to top that all off, let's go with Boris Kojo. So you started off giving me a music edition, and then you ended with a 90s Black rom-com, <laughs> which I ain't mad at. I guess I got a block common. I don't want to block common. Mm. So I'm not going to block common. I'm going to block Lorenz, even though he looked the same way and he is fine. I know I'm, the list was hard. You gave me what you gave me. I'm going to row Kendrick because like Nakai has mentioned with some of these people, I figure I feel like those will be some good conversations. I will, I'll marry Boris, sorry to Nicole. And I guess I'm having, no, I'm going to switch that. I'm blocking common and having sex with Lorenz. Although I want to bro like three of the three. Yeah. I was going to say, please don't block Lorenz. Seeing him in girls trip. I was like, how does he have the same thing? Facts. Man looks the exact same 23-year-old self. These men be having some some good supplements or something because they look the exact same. I think it's my turn for the list. Um, Who wants to go? Who wants to go? All right, Sunny D, we're going to do music edition. So we have Trigger Trey. We have Jeremiah. We have Wale. Oh, no, not Wale. Miguel. Miguel. And we have Black. Okay, hip hop edition. Um, well, hip hop R and B ish. Okay, fine. Um, I'm blocking Trey Song. Block, block, blockity block. I am. Okay, what's left? Okay, I'm going to bro black. I keep wanting to call him six lakh, but I know people call him both. And I guess I'm gonna be doing the do with Miguel and marry Jeremiah. I don't know why, but I feel like that makes sense. I feel like I don't want to marry Miguel because I feel like he'd be doing too much. I just can't get out of him jumping over old girl head on that performance. That was very bad calculations but I like the song Adore so yeah I'm gonna go with that I'm kind of not mad at that list other than I would block Jeremiah because he can't sing in real life and I heard his attitude is bad like to other artists yeah I feel like I can handle that more though than being sexually aggressive so Trey Song's who's sexually aggressive Trey Song oh he got all kinds of issues going on 
That is right. That is true. Yeah, can't handle that. You get spot. Um, no means no, guys. No means no. An enthusiastic consent at every step. Thank you for that. I was wondering. Okay, so I'll go next. Who wants to go? Okay, Sunny D's like he she's here for all this. Okay. So you have Michael Ely. We're gonna just throw some fun in here. TD Jakes. Kevin Hart and Ryan Gosling. Okay. I'm actually not mad at this list aside from maybe the obvious addition. <laughs> I am, you know what? Lord forgive me. I'm blocking TDJ. My mama got his books. It's fine. I'm a black. I'm going to marry Michael Ely because I just want to stare into his eyes for all of eternity. I'm going to bro Kevin Hart because I feel like that'll be a good funny ass time. I can be part of the red, the, the red cup crew red cup posse bros i forgot what he called his friend but i can be part of them and yeah i'm gonna go ahead and and fuck ryan Gosling. that's a cute ryan i'm not gonna lie and i wouldn't be mad if i could share him with his wife who's he married to um what's her name i just had it in my head and now i lost it but she seemed like she'd be cool to hang out with too y'all know who i'm talking about i don't but i was just thinking of kevin hart no i was thinking of when you said kevin hart that um he gives his friends some funny gifts you know what I mean? But it's like funny and thoughtful, but at the same time, he goes over and beyond for his friends. So he's a good bro to have. So yeah. All right. Last one. Who's doing the last one? Nakai, you ready for this um sports edition one? So sports edition. We have Derek Rose, LeBron James, Reggie Bush, and Colin Kaepernick. So first and foremost, I have had a crush on Reggie Bush for so long. So of course I'm marrying him because I have access to my crush. Oh, yes. Give me all of Reggie Bush. Now this is a little hard one because I can't choose between my bros. I'm going to bro both of them. LeBron and Colin. I'm going to bro both of them because, because again, y'all know how my mind works. The conversations that we going to have, man, will be great conversations. And then, you know, LeBron, I really do like his wife. Like, she's really sweet and has been kicking it with, you know, LeBron. So I don't want to mess up their happy home. Emphasis on their happy home. And then Derek Rose, I would fuck, you know, just to see what that they do. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, in this in this one, I can't block. So, yeah, there's no one to block. That would be too hard to block. So, yeah. I was just going to say, like, you can't have good conversations with somebody you fucking because you can I mean, you can, but in my mind, if I'm putting you as literally, you just my fuck buddy, I don't really want more than that because we just need to fucking keep going because you got to think now people get feelings involved. Now we become friends with benefits. If I wanted a friends with benefits, I have a bro that I can then fuck. And then we already have a comfort, you know, mutual agreement, you know, but I just, I just quote unquote in the male sense, right? Fly you out, do what we do. And you go back home. Like there we <laughs> oh, go. somebody getting flued out. Depends on who it is. Hence they got more money than me. So they better be flying me out. Notice if my ears were not deceiving me, she ain't blocked nobody on this list. No, they were not deceiving you. I said that. I was like, I can't block. This is, a, this is a good list. Y'all, that was such a good um, little game that we played. And audience, I hope y'all played it with y'all family and friends. Y'all can do it at any game, any uh, celebration. It's really fun. You really get to learn about people and what they think about other ones too. So you can add, actually add some people that y'all really, really know, but don't take it too far. Um, and with that, we are going to transition into one of our favorite segments, which is Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. And for today's Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting... We are highlighting Mr. John Legend. Woo! 
So with him, he's not just a music artist. He's also an activist with a long history of advocacy. So in 2007, John Legend started the Show Me campaign to give every child access to a quality education, as well as address systematic issues in our criminal justice system that disproportionately impacts the poor, minorities, and disadvantaged. In 2014, Legend launched LRNG Innovators in partnership with the National Writing Project and support from the MacArthur Foundation. That organization's mission is to empower teachers to redesign learning connecting students' passion to purpose, helping the students of today be better prepared for the world of tomorrow. Since inception, LRNG Innovators has invested in more than three, more than 30 educator teams across the country who are building tomorrow's education system. And last but not least, in 2015-ish, John Legend launched Free America, a multi-year cultural change campaign focused on ending mass mass incarceration. Free America works to amplify the voices of those impacted by the criminal justice system and those working to change it in an effort to challenge stereotypes, break down barriers, and end the era of mass incarceration. In addition to all of that, he serves on the board of directors of Harlem Village Academies and Management Leadership for Tomorrow and on the advisory board for the Quartron Center for Fair Administration of Justice at the University of Pennsylvania law school and teach for all. Personally, I love a man that's good to look at and listen to both when he's melodic or not. So did y'all know all about the activist of Zaddy John Legend? That you call this man a Zaddy. I mean, he is. He a young daddy. He can be my Zaddy. But John couldn't get it. Um, (laughs) No, I did not know all of this and that um i'm so glad you chose him as our moments of melanation because i just feel we see only one part of celebrities and that's you know the singer the singer or the entertainment side but to know exactly what they're doing when they're not singing is awesome like he's doing so much for just the community and like really giving back And so for that, I just give him kudos because I think all of these initiatives and all of these organizations have a huge impact on just the world, but also everything that he's doing. So kudos to John. Yeah, I agree. I have been following John Legend for a long time on social media, and he's always been very vocal about injustices and about equality and about just a lot of the issues that we see on a regular basis that goes on. And he's very vocal about bringing those things to the forefront. So kudos to the organizations that he has developed and the work that they are doing in the community and for all those that are affected. And he kind of has his hands in so many different pots, but on top of, like Nakai said, just being talented and we usually see one level of people that tend to be in the spotlight, but being able to utilize a platform that you're on and recognize what type of visibility you have being able to actually put a real voice behind what it is that you're doing is incredibly admirable. So I've always admired him for the things that he does and for the type of example that he is, not even just to his own family, but to just people around the world that he has the opportunity to interact with and to impact. So absolute kudos. Yeah, by now we might as well say that man has a big guy. 
You know, he has a voice award, an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, a Tony, and he's an activist. So kudos to John Legend. Kudos to his kids. Kudos to his, um, they are expecting, so I can't wait for that baby to pop on out. But yes, we give you all of your activist flowers, Mr. Legend. Yes. And his wife is really funny too. I like his wife. And with that, um, we're going to move into our affirmation and our affirmation of this episode is so today's affirmation is i appreciate all the beauty around me especially if it is in human form that's such a beautiful affirmation and i love that because we really do have to take time to appreciate everything around us from the trees to the flowers to the clouds to the sky to the wind everything and with that we want to say thank you guys thank you thank you thank you and you can follow us on all platforms spotify amazon apple google check out the blog where you're gonna have all of nay's amazing commentary and that's at where's my blueprintpod.com where's my blueprintpod.com where's my blueprintpod.com and happy new year everyone we're over and out bye peace out